Welcome back to Alyssa Explains It All. I am your host, Alyssa. I'm joined by producer Matt. It's me. <laughs> Any way you do it is hysterical. I can't deal. It's so funny. How are you? I'm doing pretty well, but I know someone who's doing even better. Is it me? A couple weeks ago, we talked about me coming up to Asbury Park to see John's live show mm-hmm. and me like having dinner with your family. Shout out to your mom <laughs> and sister who listen. Yes. And during that dinner, you got a super exciting email that has like now fully become a reality. Yes. So I got an email from the lovely girlies who are organizing a TEDx talk at the University of California, Davis. Yeah. And I I was like, it must be spam. <laughs> this has to be for someone else. I think I screenshot it and sent it to you. And I'm like, normally yeah. I would think that this is like fake, but this seems pretty legit. Yeah. <laughs> like- and then I had a meeting with them and it's very much legit. So I'm going to be doing a TEDx talk and I cannot wait. I'm so excited. I don't even, should I tell you what the topic is? Well, I think you should tell us what the topic is and what the date is and if Mm. people are able to come. Oh, that's so that's a great idea. So it'll be April 23rd at the UC Davis campus. And the theme of my talk is going to be the history of women's sexuality and the way that it has impacted the way that we like view sexuality now. So the lack of education for women in sexuality and just like this sort of shame complex that we all seem to have and the roots of that in in the history. It's going to be really interesting. Now, can anybody listening who lives in or around California attend? Yes, you can. (laughs) I love you teeing me up for all of these. (laughs) (laughs) So I believe you can. The Instagram account is TEDxUCDavis, and I follow them. So if it's easier to like start typing that, like search my follow who I follow, you could do that too. Um, But give them a follow or just keep an eye out on their account so you can get more details. But it'll be April 23rd. I believe it starts at like 4 p.m. But I don't know exactly what time I'll be going on. And I'm really excited. It's like a dream come true. Like a dream that like I didn't even think, I didn't even think, yeah, was was like accessible to me. So I'm just really grateful. Um, and I'm, I'm so excited. And the girl, like, I was like, how did you even find me? One of the girls said that she was watching the circle and she had already been organizing this like group of speakers. And she was like, you just like fit in perfectly. And I was like, oh, that's awesome. It was so I love cool. that. I yeah. love that so much. Yeah. Before we announce who the guest is this week, although mm-hmm. anybody listening to the episode has clearly seen her name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like. A friend was texting me the other day, and I realized that we never gave context to some of these adult star interviews. So I was trying to explain to somebody that, like, the Scarlett Jones episode, you may notice that episode is a lot shorter than some of the other ones that we did, Mm -hmm. that this was kind of a project that you had approached me about, where Mm -hmm. people wanted to know more about the adult industry. And the original intention was like, We're going to sit down with these people. We're just going to point blank, ask them questions, just get like one or two sentence answers, take a bunch of sound bites and make it into a 10 minute video. And I think it was around the Alexa Fox or I think it was around the Alexis Fox episode when we were like, oh, 
we're yeah. making a podcast. This yeah. is a podcast it, that we're recording. <laughs> it, it like it started as a small project and then it just like snowballed into like something that like I think sounded better than we thought it would and was like more insightful than we thought it was going to be and it was like too good to make like I don't to know. chop it down into like the two yeah. minutes of sound bites, yeah, totally. And YouTube would never allow for anything like this on their platform, unfortunately. So this whole project turned into what's now the podcast. It was kind of cool because it was so like organic. And originally, when the show aired, I was like, I would love to do a podcast because I think there's so much fun. I'd done some episodes of um, the Lance Bass podcast a long time ago, and I had such a blast. And I just didn't know there's so many podcasts out there, so I didn't really know like how to start and it was just so funny that like we like started without meaning to start yes if you listen back to any of the episodes the sin sage alexis fox uh scarlett jones and and this episode uh you'll definitely well you'll, there's a noticeable sound difference because yeah. it was before you're like oh my podcaster i need a microphone <laughs> literally <laughs> yes but, yes but also you'll notice it's a it's a different it's the same questions for almost every mm-hmm. one of those guests because it was like, let's just ask them these same six questions and then we'll cut their answers together. Yep. But the, I mean, all of them went into such beautifully different topics and conversations and like imagining a world where like people didn't get to hear some of Sin Sage's like more incredible statements, which also she has a podcast now, Sage yes, Advice, uh, produced by a guy sitting right here. <laughs> um, but but I mean, that that stuff was just... It felt like it would be a shame to not let those full conversations go. And with that, we've got Brielle Day, who is just the most like she is like of all of the people that we talk to in the adult Mm -hmm. industry. For me, I'm like, she feels like like just the sweetest, most warm (sighs) human being I've ever met in my entire life. So warm. Like I (laughs) would if like if I could hug her and just stay rested on her chest for an extended period of time, I think it would heal a lot of childhood trauma for me. Yeah. And she is a multi-award winner. She is a streamer, like an OG streamer on all these platforms. And um, I just need to like read a part of her Instagram bio because I think it's hilarious and also like really kind of gives you insight as to like (laughs) what she's like. She said, grade A grass fed free range booty. (laughs) Peach emoji. I love it. Without further ado, here is Brielle Day. I'm like so honored and excited that you came to talk to me. Thank you so much for having me. Of course. (laughs) Um, So I know that you do camming, so it's mostly like solo work, which is really interesting. What made you decide to get into that? So it's kind of a long path. I didn't just immediately, you know, say, oh, I want to be in adult work. Mm -hmm. But when I, I was like an entertainer all my life when I was younger and I was in dance classes and choir and acting, all that stuff. And then I went, when I was 18, I joined a burlesque dance troupe 
my God, um, fun. Awesome. Yeah, so much fun. And that was kind of the beginning because after being with them for like a year, they were like, hey, do you want to do, you know, more like erotic performances? Like, you know, mm-hmm. topless, nude, posing nude for art classes, topless bartending. Like I did a bunch of stuff and I loved it. And I did this all throughout college um, and it was great. And then when I graduated back in 2013, mm-hmm. I um, started a marketing business. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, it was awesome. Um, well, no, it wasn't awesome. I kind of hate it. <laughs> I was going to say, but, um, <laughs> in an office in my marketing job, and I'm like, that's not that awesome. <laughs> right, no. It was awesome to have my own business, you know, out of out college. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. but then, you know, I had to stop doing burlesque because I couldn't do three, four nights right. a week while doing a business, and I missed it. I missed it so much. But one of my friends was like, hey, have you ever heard of webcamming? Because you can, you know, do that kind of those kind of things on mm-hmm. you know, from at home. And I was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. But that <laughs> night I signed onto the site he recommended, made an account, and the rest is history. A year later, I closed my marketing business and I mm-hmm. uh, dedicated myself to being here full time. So that's awesome. Like what an interesting journey. And you know what? It actually makes sense that you started doing like marketing and and that being a part of your background, because I feel like, especially for something like camming where you're doing it on your own, like having a marketing background must be so helpful. Amazingly helpful. I have business management and marketing and it's just come in so, so you can't put a price on how much it's helped. Oh, I'm sure. (laughs) Especially now. And like, this was one of the things I wanted to ask you too, because the industry has changed. You've been in the industry for like, you said a decade. Mm -hmm. And especially in the past couple of years where like OnlyFans has really taken off. Now, like, I feel like there are sort of unlimited options, but it's also opened up the floodgates in a new way. Do you feel like the changes now have been helpful or have they sort of like hurt your industry in some way or not really? What, what are your thoughts? For me personally, I think they've been very helpful. It's really nice to kind of see sex work more welcomed and mm-hmm. more, you know, accepted with OnlyFans. I mean, now there's just so many sites you can be on, which is, you know, there's two parts of it. Like, it's great because I'm, I have so much more I can do, but it's like mm-hmm. so, so much more to do now. Right. But I mean, I love it. I love that there's also like this crossover now before between like adult and like mainstream, like you right. know, some professional porn stars like are on Twitch playing doing gaming or yes. you know, there's, there's like Twitch girls on OnlyFans or you know just reality TV stars on OnlyFans and it's it's really cool to see it evolve over the last yeah. decade for sure. Yeah, totally. And I feel like it also gives people the opportunity to like get to know mm-hmm. all of these people where like you're you're consuming this content in a way that's like feels so isolated, but then to have the opportunity like to maybe see them on Twitch or see them, yeah. you know, you're finding them on a reality show and then you're going to find their only it's like kind of created a whole universe of getting to know people in an, an interesting way. It's kind of cool in that way. Yeah, exactly. For sure, yeah. How much of everything that we're viewing is fake versus like being real, whether it's like physically fake or like maybe even like sort of the mental and emotional parts of it. Because I think like as, you know, regular normal human beings, it's impossible to be like on your like best, most turned on self at all times. Like it just, is just simply not going to happen. Like life gets in the way. Mm -hmm. So how much of it do you feel like is, I mean, fake is sort of like a negative word, but more of like a performance for you versus like, you're actually enjoying what's, what's happening. 
Yeah. So for me, definitely, I would say there's a lot of acting involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I mostly do um, like adult scenes um, in custom content. So um, someone will order a custom video for me mm-hmm. and kind of describe to me what they want. But, you know, if it's like a five minute video, like more than likely, you know, my body is not warmed up. Like right. there's no way that that's going to like my orgasm is real. Right. But, you know, in some cases it is. And it really depends on, you know, what I'm doing. And I mean, sometimes I have like pages of scripts to re- memorize and, you know, yeah. in that case, it's kind of hard to get into it. But, you know, it's also kind of difficult for me being a solo solo performer because it's not just acting like I'm doing the lights and the camera and worrying about my angles and touching mm-hmm. up in between so it's it is difficult to stay in the moment and in the mood the whole time I do right. I film though the last like year or so I've paid attention to my hormones and I film when I'm like ovulating and like feeling my most sexy and that's so smart. Yeah, and that that's helped a lot I mean yeah it really just depends on what I'm filming I would say it's probably more likely when you're shooting with someone else that, that it's really real because mm-hmm. you focus on the other person while everybody else is filming or just a camera shooting but yeah, yeah it's definitely more performance but I just you know as long as I'm bringing the fantasy to life for the fan you know that's, mm-hmm. that's my main goal so yeah yeah, that makes sense. I don't imagine if you're like, if you're with someone else too, there's sort of like the physiological things that happen mm-hmm. too. Like someone's like touching you in any way and you get like, ooh, you get like a little goosebumps. Right, little exactly. Right, but, but you're doing right. it on your own. Yeah, you know, yeah. You're responsible for that yourself. <laughs> right, I'm just like staring at my toy and like trying to make yeah. a connection. <laughs> you're like, we're going to make this happen. <laughs> right, exactly. I love that. So, and now doing things solo also means that you have so much more control over the content you make. So like one of the questions that people asked was, can you reject requests that you have? But if you're doing it on your own, I would imagine that like you can set whatever boundaries you want to. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there'll be people that, you know, ask me for things that I'm just not comfortable with. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. more of, I guess, the vanilla side, I would say, of mm-hmm. content creation. So yeah, there are definitely things that I, I don't do. But you know, I just I just talk to that person. I'm like, hey, you know, I really don't do this. It just isn't something like anal, for example. Like I just, right. in my personal life, it's different, you know, with someone yeah. bringing you up. And, but like, it's just something I don't film. And you know, I've never really run run into someone that is like, oh no, do it anyway. Like how much money right. was it? You know, they want you to enjoy yourself for the most right. part that I've seen. And, yeah. you know, they don't want you to do something you're uncomfortable with. So yeah. at least that's my, my experience. So that's so yeah, nice that sure. you had that experience. And I feel like I would imagine that if people are reaching out to you specifically and they're asking for custom content, then they would be much more respectful of like your choices because they, they, like, they were seeking you out specifically. So I'm sure that they, they want you to have fun and actually be enjoying yourself. And that's really lovely that you've had that experience. It's so nice. It's been really nice. And I think it's part of the, it's part of me being around for so long that people kind of know my brand, I guess you could say, Mm -hmm. don't like, and people, they're really respectful. Sometimes you wouldn't think that, but there's lots of lovely people out there that are just, you know, they just want to bring their fantasy to life and, you know, work. It's like a collaboration instead of, you know, here, I'm going to pay you, do what I say. It's right. Like, nice. I love that. And I feel like 
that is that brings so much color to like how humanizing it actually is versus mm -hmm. I think people think that it's so like transactional and like ick mm -hmm. and it's not it's so it, all of like it's a big part of like of what I want to like bring to my platform and even just doing like creating this content and doing these interviews there's it's just part of the human experience and so it's sort mm -hmm. of it's so disheartening to feel when other people who are I mean let's be honest consuming the content are so weirdly judgmental of the people that create it because it's just part of the human experience I can't really you know it's sort of a weird disconnect that people have so yeah. it's nice to hear that that you feel like it's collaborative when you're creating that's so mm -hmm. cool yeah. yeah for sure yeah I that's so lovely <laughs> okay so you shoot all of your own content so what is like a prep day like for you because I feel like when I'm getting ready for a day where I'm just going to be like, you know, having a little sexy time with my partner, the way that I'm shaving head to toe. And I, if I were to get into anything, anything slippery, I'm sliding right out of it. You know, like that's my prep day. <laughs> but then you're also setting up all these light lights and equipment and all this stuff. So like, what's like a typical, this is actually a question that someone asked me in my question box. What like is a prep day like, whether it's like personally or like setup wise or whatever. Yeah. Well, mine starts a little bit in advance. I plan my shoot schedule pretty far out. So if, if I accepted an order today for a video, I won't do mm -hmm. it for like two more weeks. Okay. So I would say like a few days before I shoot, I kind of flesh out my script or mm -hmm. start memorizing it. If, if someone like, you'd be surprised. Some people write like, like, <laughs> legit, like fan like, fiction. Yeah. It's crazy. So <laughs> it's fun. I, I mean, I love it. So I'll start with doing that and I'll get wardrobe together and figure out my look for the day. Or if I'm doing multiple videos, I'll kind of figure out what order I want to do them in. Mm -hmm. And then like the day of, I mean, I, I get waxed, so I'm already ready to go. Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. I mean, I just, you know, do hair and makeup. A lot of content requires me to just be very natural, which is really mm -hmm. nice. Love that. Lovely. Lovely. Yeah, I would say the hardest part is just picking the location in my home that has really good lighting, mm -hmm. setting everything up, and shooting. You know, I get all my my props or my toys, or you mm -hmm. know, a lot of my content is just dancing around and doing strip teasing. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, well, you know, I came from burlesque. So burlesque, yeah. Like that. But yeah, then you know, I shoot, and then I which can take anywhere from, I mean, I, like a 10 minute video sometimes takes like two, three hours, depending. Um, wow. I try to make sure I get really good angles and, you know, sometimes I'll do like a little photo shoot while I'm in the middle of doing right. a video. Cause I'm like, Ooh, I look good. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then yeah, then I'm clean up, watch my makeup off and I'm done for the day because usually those are really stressful days. And then the next day I'll edit it all and, and send yeah. it out. Yeah. It can be, it can be a lot <laughs> when you, when you do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think even just like creating any content is stressful and exhausting because you're doing it all yourself. So it's just like the amount of planning and the energy and getting yourself, like getting your own energy where it needs to be. Right. Two right. hours is a lot of time. It's a lot I'm of time. You know, I'm, it is. It is. But I always try to make things perfect. Yeah. 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 And yeah. you edit your own, your own stuff too. And that's, that's really cool too. So you have like full control beginning to end. Yes, exactly. I've tried hiring someone before, but I'm too picky. <laughs> yeah, that's understandable. And I'm sure like the pool of people that you're hiring from is like, I had tried to find somebody to edit just like an, ed like an educational, like sex ed video. And it was impossible. Oh, impossible. Yeah. I was like, you guys, 
come on. I was like, <laughs> this is, so I can only imagine when you're trying to actually like edit something where like you're even partially clothed, people are very tough to find. <laughs> so you've been doing this for 10 years. How, do you feel like your relationships outside of like your client relationships, like your, your personal relationships and dating and things like that, has it been affected by the work that you chose? Or do you feel like people are relatively more on the accepting side and don't really mind much? I would say for most performers, it's very difficult to find mm-hmm. someone that's willing to accept your work and also that doesn't just like, I don't know, judge you for it or, or expect you to be like super sexual in your own personal private relationship. Yes. Yeah. But for me, I've been actually very lucky. I did, um, when I first got into camming, um, my boyfriend at the time did not like that and we broke up because I mm-hmm. wanted to continue and he didn't want to and that was okay. And it turned yeah. out to work. And, um, ever since then I have actually, I have been super blessed. I've found nothing but great men who just, you know, respect me and appreciate me and don't judge what I do. But I think to what helps is kind of lifting the veil and kind of, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this is a job. Like, look at my sheets, look at my, all my software I buy, look at all my lighting, look, you know, it, right, it, right. when you're in, when you kind of see that, that behind the scenes, you're like, oh, this is literally work that you're doing. You know, you're not just sitting there, you know, flirting with guys all day. I mean, you are, but right. it, also, there's so much more to it. So I would say I am very lucky in that I, I haven't had too many issues, but I know it's, it can be really difficult for some people for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that is really lucky. And I'm sure that a part of it like you said, is like that lifting the veil of like, do you want to see my, my perfectly organized spreadsheets, you know, and that that's really comforting and good to know. I'm so glad that you've had that experience too. You've had like such a lovely journey through all of this. Do you, I can't help it. I know. (laughs) Do you feel like, like your journey through all of this has had any like big negatives that, that you feel comfortable sharing? Or do you feel like it's been pretty much like, you know, what you were meant to do and you're, you're well suited for it. And it's been, you know, all these positive things that you've mentioned so far. I mean, there are negatives that happen, you know, especially in 10 years of doing it, but overall, I mean, I, I feel like I've curated a positive experience for myself. You know, if, if things are negative, you know, I just kind of push them away or, you know, I do away with people or I ban people from my chat rooms or whatever, if they're, you know, Mm-hmm. someone that I don't want in my life. But overall, I mean, I would say I probably have some anxiety now. <laughs> um, yeah. Not necessarily because the job itself, but because the stigma around it. Um, I've, I've been so successful in this work. I've won awards. And I mean, my life is so different because of this industry. But it's it's tough to talk to people about it and be proud about it and talk to my family. Not that they judge me, actually. But, you know, if people are talking about, oh, how's your job going? How's this? How's this? I usually always right. get up and go to the bathroom or something because I just have so much stress. Like, right. don't ask me. I'm like, I don't want to, I don't know. I don't want to talk about it all night because people get so interested and they just, mm-hmm. they just ask a million questions. I'm like, oh, not today. I just need my wine. Not today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel like, like, it's so funny because even doing like, I'm on, on like the coaching side and it's really nothing to do with like me. Like my own sex life is not really involved in any of the things that I talk about. And even so, I get nervous about initiating the conversation. And anytime it comes up, 
it surprises me how often people are more interested than they are judgmental. Like they want to know so much. Do you, is that the same thing for you? Yeah. Yeah. I haven't had very many people be judgmental to my face. It's, it's very yeah. surprising. It's always like, Hey, let's talk about it for two hours. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I like how you said to my face. People's opinions with me are none of my business. That's how I like to leave. But yes. you know, Always. Yeah, definitely some anxiety. I probably also have a little bit of body dysmorphia from like constantly yeah. editing my body and staring at it. But yeah, yeah, that, I've I've had positive experiences for the That's most. Awesome. Part. <laughs> well, so the people who are going to be watching this and the people who are like really the people who follow my social accounts, I think for the most of them, this is going to be probably the first like lifting of the veil for them. So you have sort of the floor. Like, what do you feel like people should know about people who work in the adult industry or even just um, people who consume adult content? Like I had talked a bit about like ethical porn, paying for porn, paying for adult content versus getting it for free um, and really emphasizing that, especially now that we have like so many easy ways, like you don't even have to like enter a card information. Like you could, everything's in your computer already, but you have the floor. So what would you want to share with somebody who's sort of like new and into all of this? I mean, I would say, honestly, it's, it's so much more than porn itself. Mm -hmm. Majority of the people that come to me want a connection, not necessarily like a romantic connection, but like friendship, you know, they want just to be entertained. And, you know, I, I have people come to me that have like disabilities that have just the worst time meeting, you know, women out there, you know, in the real world. And they just want someone to talk to. And, you know, or I have, there's people that are on the road and, you know, can never meet anybody or people like wit widowers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're all just people and we're people and we're all just, you know, it's, I just, it's really human connection. And in some instances, it can be maybe, I don't know, a little, <laughs> a little weird, but I mean, we're all just, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I, say. I just, I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's, it's, less complicated than people think it is like it's really not and I totally understand what you mean that like it's just human connection that's all yeah. that it is and people like overcomplicate it as they normally do and add all of these like weird insinuations onto it and I kind of want to turn to them and be like you're being weird we're not be you're being weird right like, why are you making this weird it was not weird until you said it was weird it's not weird you know yeah <laughs> and I don't know I mean a lot of the a lot of people I meet online through this work, you know, they just want to hang out. And even in my room, it's very much like, come hang out. Let's have a drink together. Let's kind of shoot the shit. Let's play mm -hmm. never have ever. Like, let's. Oh, cute. You know, it's not even always sexual. I mean, don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm shaking my booty because <laughs> I love it. But, you know, it's really, it really is human connection. And it's so cool. I mean, like, I remember when, when, like chat rooms first became a thing when I was young and you mm -hmm. I just remember how fun it was to talk to people and, you know, not flirt with them or anything, just talk to people like mm -hmm. all over the world. And I think that's fun too. And that's, you know, a lot of people are in it just for that and just, just meeting people. And it's just, it's just human connection. That's, I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, we like burned through my questions because oh, no. you've had such like a lovely, yeah, you had such like a lovely journey. I'm so like happy that that that's what your whole experience has been like. 
Yeah, it worked out. It did. Yeah, it definitely seems like it did. That's like a very cute room behind you. And so I'm like, oh, it's working out. (laughs) Okay, well, do you want to like plug anything? Do you have any links to anything that you want people to visit or any socials, like any social media accounts or anything? Um, If anybody wants to follow me on any of my social media, I'm It's Brielle Day on Twitter and Instagram. And you can also go to my official website, itsbrielleday.com to find all of my other links. Woohoo! Thank you so much for chatting with me. Yeah, thank you for having me. This is so awesome. Quick and painless. Quick and painless. so much for listening as a reminder we are always accepting questions about sex ed about relationships life advice we will accept it all we would love to hear from you so send us an email to alissa explains it all pod at gmail.com <laughs>